When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking around, I finally see I think I need a change The rat race I want to flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Racing livestock, living free It's a Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro. And I'm your other host, Rachel Jamison. <laughs> How you doing today, Rachel? I'm doing pretty good. We're pretty still good. working on our uh, co-host intro thing here. We're struggling with it. <laughs> How do we introduce ourselves at the beginning of a podcast? <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, well, today we're going to talk about gifts from homesteaders and for homesteaders. You know, Christmas is right around the corner, so we're going to be thinking about that. But before we jump into that, uh, how's things going on the homestead? Well, after digging out from snowpocalypse in northern Michigan, um, they're starting to go pretty good. Although yesterday... We, I don't even know, shoveled and snowblowed for the fourth or fifth time. And um, it felt like five degrees out. So on Ugh. top of being, you know, lots and lots of lots of snow, it's been really cold, unseasonably cold. I mean, usually we yeah. get these in like January, February, these temperatures. So, yeah, yeah. We, we haven't had all the snow. We've had a couple inches over the last few days, but uh, temperatures have been really low, like the the regular temperature is I got down to 14, but I think with the windshield, we had 40 mile an hour winds and it was 14 yeah. degrees and I was out working in it and it was cold. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. probably close to zero windshield. I think it was really cold out there and I'm out in it for like 12 hours working. Yeah. <laughs> My face is like chapped from the wind, <laughs> but got through it and I probably got a little bit of a cold. You can actually tell I got a little bit of a, thing going on here because I, I was out in that cold wind for many many hours so but yeah i've been trying to keep yeah. everything warm around here i got the greenhouse going you know and i was really boasting about how I had the wood stove and the heat in there now but i wasn't home a lot this weekend at the <laughs> coldest times so i have a little electric heater in there that would kick on when the wood stove isn't going but it did not keep up and the water didn't freeze in the aquaponics system but i'm pretty sure the air temperature dropped well below freezing because I had a cherry tomato plant in there that bit the dust. I mean, it turned oh, brown. <laughs> so uh, it definitely got cold in there. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right, though, because you know what? I was really glad to see that the aquaponics, because it was in the ground and it held the heat through the day and it was able to not that water didn't freeze at all. The pumps continued to work. The, uh, the grow beds drained good because when I got home, I checked that that morning. And everything was flowing good and, you know, everything looked good. So um, I think that that part's going to work great, even on, when it's below freezing, which I'm going to try to keep it not below freezing in that greenhouse as much as possible. So, 
You're going to have yeah. to pack that wood stove tight, huh? Yeah, well, you can't. It's just so small. Yeah. It's a small it's a small one, but it just it does it's good to break the chill off of it, get the heat up, but I definitely have to rely on that electric heater when you can't just stay out there all the time right. through the night. So yeah. uh, it helps, but it will not uh, make the total difference, but I still I yeah, it's going to cost me a little bit of money to heat that greenhouse. That's just I'm I'm facing that fact, but I'm still thinking it might be worth it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> If not, if for nothing else, the mood to get you through these cold, blustery yeah. days, right? When there's a foot of snow and it's zero and I'm just sitting out there in front of that little wood stove, I'll probably go, yep, it's worth it. So we'll see. You're just going to have to snow blow all of your snow up against the... To where the sunlight can't even get in. I'll have to hang yeah. actual lights in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we got lots of snow. Uh, and Oh, but I did. It did inspire me to actually start my indoor garden. So I have yeah. that going. And um, that's, I got little sprouts even. I was kind of surprised how fast some of those came up, but. Awesome. Yeah. Good yeah. deal. You'll be eating from that in no time. I hope so. I hope so. I, well, the microgreens probably by the end of the next weekend, maybe. Yeah. I've still, I have still failed to start mine. I really need to get those going because it's that time of the year and I really need to get those going again. Um, but if the greenhouse is going to get that cold, I'm probably going to have to bring those trays inside. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> put them back in the kitchen because yeah. I did take them out there and I thought well, I'll just do that out there since I'm going to heat it but of course it was uh, it was definitely unseasonably cold uh, right right so it wouldn't normally be that cold but uh, yeah well, uh, there's still going to be those days the snap was so fast so we mm -hmm. had unseasonably warm and it was 70 degrees a couple weeks ago to you know feel to like seven degrees and it was like you just can't even acclimate to that yeah I came face to face with that, with the, um, this, uh, replace versus repair mentality. Uh, also I, one of my axes has a broken handle. I just wanted to go buy a handle for this axe. I love this axe. It's got like a, it's a small, it's one of my smaller axes and it's got like a pick head on one side and the axe on the other. So it's kind of like a fireman axe. You've seen those. Right, yeah. And I really like that axe. It's really good for chopping kindling because it's a little bit smaller of an axe and I really like it, but it's got a crack in the handle. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go try to find an axe handle for that and repair that. I went to every store in a 20 mile radius and nobody has axe handles. They only sell the axes. And I'm like, this is, this, this is the world we live in now. It's just this replace mentality. Even on something as durable as an axe, you can't, I mean, I know I can get one. I can buy one online, an axe handle, but it just blew my mind that in a 20 mile radius, I couldn't find an axe handle. <laughs> yeah, that's, we've, we've encountered that too. It's been pretty yeah. frustrating for us to find replacement things. And um, I hate that I have to go online to order everything. Yeah, me too. I mean, I want to support some small hardware store or something, you know, and none of them were even carrying axe handles. Well, I did find like the big. Like for a like a like oh, a mall or a sledgehammer, right. yeah, or something like that. One of the more round ones, but this has got like the curved kind of a little bit of a curved axe handle and stuff. And I was kind of looking for something like that, and that was the only kind of handle I could find, and it's, uh, it, no others. So yeah, I might have to get online and order one of those. But because I really love that little axe, it's a it's a great little axe. But that's just I I just got to thinking about that, and I thought that is the world we live in now. It's not it's not repair reuse. It's throw away and get a new one, you know. And I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate it too. Although, I mean, I do see people trying to change that. Mm -hmm. It's just, um, it's going to take a while. Yeah. But, uh, you know, speaking of buying things kind of changes us to our topic here um, of buying for uh, buying gifts for folks or making, <laughs> making gifts yeah. is what we really want to focus on both. I mean, um, 
I love to have a good bought gift too. I mean, there's things I love. I mean, if I can buy a secondhand book, that's great, but you know, new books are <laughs> fine right, too. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot about uh, making gifts because, well, it's that time of the year for one thing, but we do a lot of that. You know, we, uh, I think for the last two or three years, especially I've, I've made now my wife will buy lots of gifts, but I usually try to make all my kids and grandkids something. Uh, usually it's a woodcraft of some kind. Cause that's what I like to do, but yeah, we make some pretty neat stuff. And, and it just got me thinking a lot about, well, what can you make, you know, and actually I haven't even made anything this year yet. So <laughs> I've been really thinking about it now. Um, but there is a lot you can do and not just for your kids or, or, uh, grandkids, but all your family members, friends. I mean, there's a lot of things you can pass out. It can save you a lot of money, uh, for one thing. Plus mm -hmm. I don't, I actually think when people get a gift, this is something you've made, it actually probably means more to them. It does me anyway. I, I know that's the way I feel about it. I'd rather have something that somebody's put right. some effort into rather than somebody have something they've just dumped some money into. So um, I think it's a good thing to do. And plus, it's just um, it's a lot cheaper <laughs> to, to if you're buying a lot of gifts. It's a definitely a lot cheaper to uh, to make some gifts. But um, we kind of put a little list together of just broad view of things. We didn't get into the nitty gritty on a lot of things. But uh, for one thing, food. There's a lot of food thing, things you can do to, to hand out as gifts. I have received jams and jellies before and and actually gave them out as well. Also, yeah. now that I'm thinking of it. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, well, our little list turned into quite a long list, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You you had a lot of stuff here. But, you know, and we've done baked goods before. Uh, that's another thing. You know, cookies yeah. and things like that, passing out to friends and whatnot and desserts. Uh, but you've added a whole lot of stuff here. Vinegars. Yeah. You make vinegar. Yeah. So you're making vinegars and passing those out as a Christmas gift. I have. I've yeah. made, so I have made vinegar from scratch, but I've also just infused vinegar mm -hmm. with, um, I don't know, it's like a really popular thing right now for people to use vinegars and oils. So you can put anything in it from lemons to rosemary. Mm -hmm. You can make them sweeter with fruits or you can do savory with herbs, um, well, yeah. you put this list together, work down through your list here and tell us about all some right, of these things right. that you would yeah. you would make as a, you'd use as a gift. Yeah, so I have done um vinegars which are really easy. I put links of course on how to do all these in the podcast notes, but um I've done vinegars, I've made vanilla, which um can be a little hard to find the beans right now and it yeah. does take a little while, but people still love that. Like I have my I have customers for my cleaning business that still ask me every year if, can you, are you doing the vinegar or the vanilla again this year? So you just put the little bean in a cute little jar and send it off. With How, where do, uh, I, I don't know a lot about vanilla beans. Where do those come from originally? I mean, I, is, it's a plant that is yeah. related to the orchid family. Is it a South, is it I grown in like South America probably, or? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering somebody where that's where. probably I'm, yelling at me right now because I got that wrong, but I, I swear they're part of the orchid family and it's. They take special growing conditions. And I know the last few years they had some kind of failure. So oh, they okay. got really expensive for a oh, while. Okay. Really hard to find. Thankfully, I had bought a quarter of a pound online, which goes quite a ways. Or maybe mm -hmm. it was half a pound. I bought a bag of it and I have just kept it in the freezer. And you don't need a lot of it to make an infusion. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. I did that. And then I do, I do herbal infusions for... 
Well, that's what I mean with vinegars, herbal and fruit. You can also do an alcohol, which would be called liqueurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've done, we made lemoncello one year. So I've made a lot of these things, but I I don't know that I've ever gave any of these out as gifts. Oh, I just yeah. kind of keep in our own cabinet for, right. for yeah. our so own needs. Do, we do the lemon. We you can do lemoncello, you can do raspberry. I mean, just about anything you can mm-hmm. anything you can think of, you can infuse in alcohol and use it. You know, you don't even have to be somebody that consumes alcohol if you cook with it. Yeah. That alcohol goes away. Um, so we've we've done that with with those and we've also done oil infusions. And now if you do oil infusions, they should be kept in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. But um and I put links in the show notes for all that. But you, we've done oil. The one that we've done a lot of, because we eat a lot of it, is garlic infused. Yeah. Olive oil. It's just really yummy, yummy. A lot of oil infusions. You can even, like, if you want to make, well, if you're thinking medicinal, you can even go the extra step yeah. and add, like, some beeswax and make a salve yep. out of it. That's what yep. we do with, the, like, comfrey and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, it just, the sky is the limit. And I, so then we also, um, I guess that's it for my infusions. And then I started, you know, I talked about herbal reeds. I don't know if you've ever seen those. I made. I have not. Year. Tell me a little bit about herbal reeds. So you can make them out of, I mean, we have this wild grapevine that grows up a tree that my husband's uh-huh. always hacking at because it's like pulling the tree down. But you can take the those grapevine wreaths and then you just take little bunches of herbs. You can use fresh or dried. The, the vines. And You're then, talking about making a wreath yeah. out of the vines. Okay. And then yeah. just tie the herbs mm-hmm. to that grape wreath vine. Or you can use something that you buy. You could use wire, but you just tie them to it. And then um, you gift that wreath away. Just and for like. have dried I, herbs. Okay. Yeah, All you right. hang so it on the wall and pull the kitchen. herbs right off the re- Okay. Yeah. That's and neat. I've even I like seen that. Where people tie um tie a garlic clove mm-hmm. to it and a on- couple of little smaller onions wow, to that's it. A I don't know. You can kind of make idea. it how you want. Yeah, and you just hang it in your kitchen. It's just really cute little I have a bunch of dried herbs. I could actually make go. a couple of those. That, that sounds fun. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're kind of pretty. The link that I put yeah. is a more modernish looking one. Okay. But um, you can make them any way you want. I've even pe- seen people, instead of making a wreath, you can do like a swag type thing where it, I don't know how to explain a swag, but whatever. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then, you know, and then we've done, I do baking mixes. We, I make all my own mixes for spices, rubs, uh-huh. um, broth, ranch dressing, Italian dressing. I make all of my own. So you could make those and gift those away. Mm-hmm. Um, I make a pizza and pancake mix. It just makes my cooking easier with me working. So I, all you have to do is like add the water ingredients. And I actually gifted those to my kids the last couple of years. Nice. Just like a pizza mix in a jar, you know, and with the instructions printed on it and dip mixes. And then um, I've seen meals in a jar where people do like... Yeah, I, I've I seen haven't that made a lot. a lot of those, but I've yeah. seen where like people use like rice or pasta and dried beans, yeah, yeah just all yeah, kinds of stuff, and have it where you just dump yeah. it into a slow cooker and yeah, or whatever, yeah. and or pot or whatever, and yeah, heat it up. I've seen those a lot too. That's pretty. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Or hot cocoa. we make those for our yeah. own use, but again, we've never given them out for a Christmas gift. But I think that's a great idea for sure. Well, when you're like the kids when they were so busy working. And they were struggling to eat good because they were busy working. It was like a perfect Christmas, just like mm-hmm. give them a big box of all of that stuff, yep. you know, just to make their life easier. And then um, teas, yep. you can Done make teas. Like your own terrible herbal tea mixes and 
I actually combined that with a uh, with a woodcraft gift I made a couple years ago for for my kids. Um, I made like a it was like a well, it's kind of funny because you can actually see it in our video right now. See that thing right here behind me? It's like a it's like a okay. uh, tea carousel. And okay, it like spins, it. it spins, it's a, it's got a top and a bottom and a post in the middle and you, it holds two coffee cups and it has the, uh, I have jars, the lids, uh, screwed up underneath the bottom of it. Well, those jars are filled with like herbal teas and they're little, little tiny jars. Like, you know, they That's hang, cool. they hang from the top and you unscrew the jars. And then I got, a um, the other two pegs that are on it, which is, they're not all hanging on there right now, but it's got the. Oh, what do you call the little tea, the little stainless steel things you put the tea? Oh, the uh, tea ball. Tea ball. It's got the tea ball in there and you can hang it. So it's got, it came with the tea ball, all the, like, I think I had four different kinds of teas on there, a couple cups and that little rotating carousel. And I made that and gave that to the kids for Christmas one year. That is really cool. <laughs> you know, you should, you should put a picture of that in the homestead front porch. Group. That was the prototype that ended up in my office because it wasn't perfect. I made right. the, the other ones were a little bit better. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is, I mean. My dad made a bunch of woodworking stuff and he was, he was pretty good at it. And, um, I still have all of it and he's been gone 25 years. I treasure those things. Means a so lot, doesn't it? Yeah. It that does. kind of, that's what I was saying. It that does. kind of stuff means so much more than something somebody would buy for you for sure. Yeah. For and sure. I have a little, um, oh, what do you call those? They, you sit them on your table and they spin lazy Susan. Yeah. Um, my grandpa made and, mm -hmm. um. You know, that will never leave my house either. Yeah, the bearings I bought to make that were for Lazy Season. They're little, real flat okay. bearings, yeah. and and that's how I make it so it rotates. I I uh, screwed that onto the bottom of the post, and so it turns. So you can, like, just turn around and get to the different that's herbs cool. and stuff. So you set it on a countertop or whatever. It's kind of neat. It was just that something I neat. thought up and made and turned out pretty, pretty really good. Cool. Have you ever done any salt or sugars? Like, no. have you ever made special salt or sugars? Uh. Like yes, I, I have uh, or... made smoked salt one time. Ooh, how did? Ooh, it, well, we used our little electric smoker and actually made it in there, that which was kind of cool. cool. Yeah, it made I a really good flavor. Salt. Yeah, it was really really good. So that would be a good one to make too. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah. we and didn't I, like I said so went for I, a gift, but we just tried it ourselves. But yeah, it came out really good. Yeah, I mean, you could do anything: smoke, smoke, cheese, smoke. Yeah, but I've done. Um, we make like uh, garlic salts or celery salts I've made. And then I've done sugar. So uh -huh. I made sugar, mint sugar. Okay. Yeah. And that was like one of the favorites that people have made. I know some people, I have not tried this yet. And this year, since we have a lot of maple trees, if we do um, maple syrup, I've heard people mm -hmm. making maple sugar. Boy, I, I love the idea of tapping maple trees, but it looks like so much work to boil that down to get syrup. <laughs> It I is, think I would just give up and drink the maple water. <laughs> it's not like once you get it gathered, it's not too bad. The maple water is pretty good too. But, yeah, I um, bet it is. For us, it's like the first time of the season where it's like starting to, it's warm during the day. So perfect maple syrup season is warm during the day, cold at night. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's um, as a fellow book lover, for me, once you get that syrup in the big pan to boil off, you're just sitting in front of a fire reading a book. Yeah. That's my favorite part right there. <laughs> but then so, tasting it. Yeah, but, yeah. I've seen the setups that some people have. It's pretty neat. You're boiling it down. And and uh, if they're doing a large amounts of it and stuff, it looks like a – I mean, yeah. it looks fun. I've never done it. It looks fun. I mean, I also think fun. I'd probably be a little impatient because it seems it takes a long time to boil that down. What is it? What's the ratio? You're boiling it 40 down 40 like to 1. If 40 you to 1. Maple. And yeah, that's like a 20, lot. 
27. I think it's 27. I could be wrong. So um, if you get 40 gallons, you're going to get one gallon of syrup out of that. Yes. That's amazing. That's a lot of boiling. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And and that's for the sugar maple. So you yeah. can actually tap like 26 different trees, but that ratio yeah. goes up. So you can tap wow. other maple trees, but it, then it's like 60 to one. And that seems yeah. like a lot of work getting all that, all that back to a place where you can boil it down. I mean, just to get a gallon or two gallons or right. something of maple syrup. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that because yeah. I actually know. I've had some guests that that did that, that talked about it. they were doing like birch yeah. trees and things like that. And So we tapping. had friends yeah. that did it and didn't want to boil it down. And we just went, we have a 55 gallon water barrel. We went and filled that up and then we boiled it down at our house. Mm. Yeah, we've done that a few times. So you got a couple since. gallons. Yeah, I mean that's how we did it when we were. We got one gallon. One gallon have a four. One gallon. point, yeah. I think it was like a gallon and a pint jar. Maybe it was a jelly jar. <laughs> that was several years ago. But that's, I mean, as as urban homesteaders, that's kind of something you can do yeah, for fun. For sure. If you for don't sure. even have a tree to tap. You can go get <laughs> pick up maple water. If somebody gave me some maple syrup, they tapped from their trees, I would realize the kind of work they put into that. And I would so appreciate it. <laughs> I right? mean, I would be yeah. thinking, I know how hard you work for this. So it means a lot. Yeah. It is amazing. How I also feel that way about honey. When people like give me honey for my beehive, I know how much work that is. It's like, oh, I so appreciate that. To me, honey seems like more work. Um, it's a lot. You constantly, you're, you're farming yeah, animals, exactly. insects. Yeah. Where a maple tree, it just does it. Yep. It just does it, but right. we're into the weeds. Yeah, we we took a turn there, didn't we? Let's get back to gifts. Yes. <laughs> so soap. Soap, yeah. Now you make lye soap. Yeah, my daughter makes uh, glycerin soaps, uh, but you make the lye soaps, and you can yeah. make a lot of stuff. Either one. Now, if you're if you're a novice and you're just getting started with soaps, a glycerin soap is really easy. I mean, I watch my daughter make it, and it's really easy. And um, uh, so I mean. It's it's something you can get into. You can actually buy kits that make yeah. it real easy too. That's yeah. what she that's all she got started doing. She didn't know nothing about it, but she wanted to try it. So she bought like a soap making kit on Amazon. You know, I think I I think I put a actually a link to the one she started you with in so. the in the notes because she was telling me about it and um it was so easy. But yeah, it was fun, you know. And she started making soaps that way, and uh, yeah, she really enjoys that. I think that's a really good gift too for like uh to do with kids. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's definitely much safer than dealing with lye. Yeah, and we'll get in, and when we get into the gifts for homesteaders, we might bring that up again. <laughs> yeah, but um, so we also have bath bombs, which I've only made those one time. Do you make those a lot? My daughter's made them. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. none of this stuff I make. As far as you got a few things there, I don't make the bar soaps. I don't make the bath bombs, the skincare stuff. Um, other than salves, I make salves, but that's more for uh, medicinal. Then, uh, right, right. You make your comfrey salve, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So we've done. I've done salts though, bath salts. My one regret with the bath salts though is I made them one year for the people that I clean for, mm -hmm. and I put herbs in them, and then I had to clean all of that out of the bathtub every time. They I left it all for you. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so all these little herbs sticking to the sides of the tubs, but they loved them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So there's that and potpourri. What do you make your potpourri out of? You just use herbs and and usually I use herbs and fruits. Like a, a yeah, it depends on the year. Like in the winter, a lot of the times it's I will buy oranges at the store and dry them and and okay. um, cinnamon sticks and put some cloves in there and nice um, yeah. But you could probably do other fruits more local. 
stuff yeah. too. Or if you have fruits, you could probably and apples, but um, but you could do herbs too. It just depends on what the smell. Do you make lotions? Do you make? I see you got lotions on there. Do you make those? I have in the past. I've gone more toward balms. Okay. Just because well, I'm the lard and tallow girl, so it's really hard to make a lotion out of lard and tallow because it's thicker. Okay. So I tend to stick more with the balms just because I love I lo- love using animal fats on my skin. Mm-hmm. So it just I can't tell you how much better my skin feels with those. I know it sounds kind of gross to some people, but oh, uh, yeah, not to homesteaders. You're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so that's you, a great thing so about our, I mean, our I listeners. Make the, <laughs> I get it. I make um, a lot of tallow ba- balm. Tallow is just like one of the best things for your skin. So. Yeah, you use the tallow balm, a little bit of, with tallow, you don't necessarily need beeswax, but um, with the lard, I usually will put some beeswax in there to kind of harden up and yeah stuff, but yeah. I'm sure there's lots of, there's lots of online recipes and things for things like that to know the amounts of what to put in to get that, the consistencies for a lotion or for a balm or whatever to to change it back and forth. And it depends on who I'm making it for, if it's scented or not scented. I mean, like if you're making it for somebody with little kids, sometimes unscented is the best thing. Yeah. But yep. Awesome. We also, you could gift gift candles my daughter the same one that makes soap she's just a crafty kid she loves to to make all kinds of things so she got into candle making the same way she got one of those kits and it was they make it the soy candles you know they're they're the easier cheaper yeah kind of candles to make and it comes with everything you need and you know and she got to making that and she would gift those she's actually gifted candles to people and stuff and she really enjoys making soaps and making candles so it's something she's really gotten into People really like those. But you can make beeswax if you're a beekeeper. Of course, bee beeswax uh, yeah. candles are great. Probably a lot more expensive to, to make, I would think. And yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, it's something also you can do. Yeah, I went and picked up. I can't even remember. There was a bees bee keeper going out of business, so we went and got. I forgot what it was. I think we got thirty gallons of bee of honey from him, and then he had a bunch of beeswax, which I bought too. And mm-hmm. Um, I got it in these huge chunks, which I kind of regret because they're really hard to get apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and smaller pieces. But yeah. Yeah. I don't make a ton of candles, but I've I've made them. But yeah. just not what, a lot. What's this you mentioned about adding tallow in, in to the so, beeswax? Um, you know, ages ago they used beeswax or tallow. Okay. Yeah. To make but candles. Ta- okay. Yeah. Tallow candles. And um if you don't keep bees and you don't, because beeswax is pretty expensive. Yeah, beeswax. it is. Everything. So if you don't keep bees and you want to make some candles, but you want the beeswax smell, you could mix. I've mixed it before just to save money because my tallow just kind of, tallow ends up at my front door. People just don't want it when they get their animals. But yeah. now I think that's changing greatly. People used to send me all their bones too, but now nobody gives me bones because everybody's like, oh, bone broth. Oh, we can use these? You t- yeah, you've convinced too many people and you're, you're know, ruining your supply. <laughs> That's yeah, all right. So I would, mix, I would mix the beeswax with tallow. Okay, great. Um, but I usually do mine in jars. I've done dipped, but it's certainly a lot more work to dip candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the thing I got into when I was younger, and I haven't done it for a few years, was doing leather crafting. I, I got you know, I had all the tools and I was doing all you making wallets and belts and just all the stuff, you know, and having fun with that. And, you know, it is a whole thing. I mean, there's people who, 
uh, can make anything and do such a good job. And I never got into it quite that much, but I had fun making simple things, you know, and, and, and it's, they make great gifts. I mean, and you're having fun making stuff too. So right. it's just a, and it's a great skill. Uh, we, we've talked a lot about skill building and it's something mm-hmm. we're probably going to focus on in some future episodes. Um, but it's a great skill to have, uh, uh making things yeah. out of leather is, is a, is a fun skill. It's a great skill. Really all these things, making soap, candles. I mean, there's a lot of skill building stuff here, which you can get into in a few minutes with the uh, gifts for homesteaders. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun skill to develop and you can make both practical things, things that people can use and you can make decorative things with leather. Um, so, you know, uh, you, you can definitely uh, kind of make things for all kinds of people, people that would use things out of leather or things, you know, or, or things that just people want to use for decoration. So you can yeah. make both. So yeah, that's I've a, seen that's a, a lot of one. really cool leather things lately. Oh yeah. Just I've gotten really away cool. from it. I haven't probably done it for 15 years or so, but yeah, it's, it's fun. And I guess get sourcing the leather, if you have a good source of leather, yeah. um, that will say if you're raising your own animals, you know, like cows and stuff, and you could actually source your own leather that way, that'd be a really good uh, thing to get into deer leather is that would be really cool good to yeah. use too yeah um the thing i probably do the most for gifting is woodcrafts though i mean it's something i just every year um of course now, the, now that the price of lumber has gotten so high i definitely yeah. try to source uh cheaper wood like pallets <laughs> i use a lot of yeah, pallet wood sure. now um but just making stuff i mean uh, you added actually a few things on there when i put you know projects but actual useful things like birdhouses bat houses owl houses i think that's great and they're not difficult to make these things are mm-hmm. really simple designs um anybody literally with just a little bit of uh practice could make simple things out of wood um yeah. i got into doing wood burning when i was a kid and i'm talking a freehand wood you know like just drawing things um, you know, like make a, a bridge, you know, covered bridge on a piece of a flat piece of wood or something with a wood burner, you know, doing things like that. You can make some really neat stuff. I've had, I have become quite advanced in my wood burning because sitting right here beside me is a uh, laser engraver oh, <laughs> and nice. that burns anything I want r- perfectly. So that's really nice. So we've actually uh, stepped it up because we're, we're doing more. It's kind of one of our adventures into self you know having our own income uh okay. generating our own self-income um, but we're starting to make a lot more stuff and sell it um locally here with the laser engraver so you can make some really nice stuff with a laser engraver now will that do wood yeah yeah that's what it's for is oh yeah. i didn't know because i've seen them that it do will etch, it will it will etch on metal it won't cut okay. metal but it'll cut okay. wood and engraving wood wow but, that's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, it does some really nice burning. Yeah, it does some beautiful stuff. Yeah, like you can do actually portraits even with it wow. on a piece of wood, which is really, really neat. So that's kind of a whole nother level. <laughs> but you could actually right. just get a simple little handheld wood burner if you've got any kind of art skills at all and make some really nice stuff. And actually, you don't even have to be have a lot of art skills because you can actually get the um the uh, little, I don't know what they're called, the prints that you press on the wood yeah. and heat up and it'll put the outline on or you just basically trace it. And you can make some really, that's what I started out doing when I was a kid. And you can make some really uh, neat stuff uh, freehand yeah. like that. My dad made blanket chests for everybody one year. Yeah. And um, we, I actually have one of them, but um, he would use, oh, what is that? It was the paper with the ink on it. Why can't I think of the name of it? I even have some right here where you, it was like tracing. A carbon used, copy? Yeah, he would use tracing paper. Okay. And draw. My dad was a pretty good artist, and he would draw it out, yeah. and then he'd put the ink on there, and then he would burn it. 
freehand. Nice. It was really cool. And yeah. of course it's still around, even though he's been gone a while, but, um, and I yeah, guarantee those... you those kind of projects mean a lot to people. Like you said, you're keeping oh, yeah. that stuff around. I mean, most people would, I've got stuff that, you know, that I've been hand me down stuff like that, that was made. My grandpa made some stuff. I've got some of that stuff. Yep. It ain't going nowhere. It's going to be handed down to my grandkids, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you can do boxes. I mean, you could do box for your tea that you hand somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many yeah. possibilities are endless. My wife really likes the the things you hang up on the wall. It's got like, she, I actually made a couple and make like a little, you can make like a, like a fake window frame. And then mm-hmm. we'll hang like, take like some, maybe some grape vines with the, with the, the little dried up grape berries hanging on them and just have them, you know, kind of, you'll glue those on and maybe put, I don't know, and maybe put some, well, I might right, wood burn yeah. onto it, something or something like that. She hangs stuff like that all over the house. She loves stuff like that. And yeah, those are good. Yeah. Those make good gifts. I mean, those are they great do. gifts. Yeah. yeah. Toys. Make lots of toys. Too. There's a little kinds of toys out there you can make. That I mean, has been one stuff. of my dreams. Isn't yeah. that goofy? I keep, I think this year, like, I keep asking my husband, our garage is so full because it's a very small garage. I think our mm-hmm. garage is like 20 by 24. It's pretty small. And my husband has a lot of tools. He has a lathe and everything out there. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah. Yeah. My husband's a machinist. So. So he's got a metal lathe or does he have a wood lathe with wood lathe also? Uh, it's a metal lathe. Metal yep. lathe. Okay. Yep. He made, he actually made our kids wedding rings on it. Oh, that's neat. On yeah. the garage. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. That's I can actually engrave on rings and stuff with this laser engraver. It's got like a tool that I can put rings in it and actually like put engravings in the insides of them and stuff, which is kind of fun. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. He had that at work. So then he took it to work and did that on mm-hmm. him. But um, yeah. So he, I, that, but anyways, the garage is really full, but it's been my dream to make toys I myself, not him, but me. Yeah. I've wanted to do it for years, and um, I just haven't started. Doing there, it. There's I have a friend op- making Lincoln logs right now. He found a. Oh, wow. I was gonna say recipe pattern. Yeah. To make Lincoln logs, <laughs> and apparently it's like way cheaper than buying them. Yeah, you can. But he has a, all the tools. There's an Amish store. I don't know, like 20 miles south of us here, and we we'll stop in there occasionally when we're going that way, and uh. They make a ton. They have a, it's it's like a little wood shop Amish store, and they have all these like little toys they make for kids, and there's just all kinds of stuff that's like you get stuff spinning or moving oh, or whatever, sure. and they just have all kinds of things in there, and it's really inspiring. You walk in there and just kind of look around, it's like man, I could make that looks easy to make, you know, or whatever. And, right. Uh, yep. There's actually a YouTube guy I follow, and this isn't just toys. It's just all kinds of stuff. But um, I mean, I can't. I'm gonna scroll down here to the notes here and look at. Uh, Matthew Peach Woodworking is the uh, is the uh, YouTube channel. Um, I'll have the link in the show notes. Um, yeah. He's got he he puts out all kinds of videos on things you can make and make cheap. Like he he'll like take a single two by four and he has like all these projects that he'll take like and cut a single two by four down on all these pieces and make stuff out of one two by four. And he, cause right. he's like, you know, the price of wood's crazy. So he'll show you how to make stuff as cheap as you can, how to cut it certain ways to get the most out of it, to make this thing. And yeah. I think that's neat. And he does a lot of that kind of stuff. And, and he makes all kinds of, of really Christmas decorations and just toys. That's and fun. I'm just excited all kinds to see of stuff. that channel. Yeah. He makes a lot of good stuff. Um, but yeah, I, woodworking is my thing. I made, uh, like three years ago, I made these, um, a little hanging wall, uh, 
wine racks out of pallets, oh. but they're pretty small. I mean, they're, they hold like, I think three bottles of wine and then they have okay. underneath of them. I think they hold three wine glasses, hang on the bottom of them. And it's just something I gave my kids, you know, they were all 21, so they could all drink. So it was okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was a neat little thing, you know, that we made. It was, it, it looked nice and it was fun. And um, just, I try to make something every year just to give them like that, you know, just something to, yeah. I think, I think they like it. I don't know. Maybe I should ask them. <laughs> they pretend like they do anyway on Christmas. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, woodworking is my thing. But the next thing is not my thing. Probably more your thing. Textiles, um, knitting, crocheting, fabric work. You probably do a lot of that, don't you? I wouldn't say I do a lot of it. I you can do, do it. Um, well, <laughs> I should preface it by this. My grandmother was she made wedding dresses and suits. I mean, mm. she was a tailor. She was phenomenal, but she lived in Montana. Oh, so yeah. I never learned from her, which oh. I wish I would have. So I can sew. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can sew simple projects. I can knit and I can crochet. But like I said, I'm not the world's best, but um, I can sew a button. I can do this. Something. I mean, I like I could make an <laughs> afghan or something as long as yeah. it was complicated i love to sit and knit wash washcloths mm -hmm. why but there's something about just sitting and doing that that's really relaxing um my daughter is actually the one that can sew quite well so yeah. she's been in sewing stuff but um so yeah i do some of that i love there's a couple of how i started knitting was a friend showed me how to do the stitches and it's like if somebody wanted to pick this up i mean you just i got this um it was just a tiny little pattern book full of a bunch of knitting washcloths. It's mm -hmm. just a perfect way to start. But now everybody, usually when I make soap and I gift it away, I'll gift it away with a washcloth that I made. This is going to sound kind of cheesy, but uh, I had my grandkids here one day and I'm just hanging out with them for a day. We schooled out and I was off work. I said, I'll watch them. So I had two of my grandkids here and, uh, I decided to just do get crafty with them. So we took some old shirts and I mean, stuff that was going to throw away anyway. And I cut out like, I think I made like some dinosaurs and some rag dolls and we made, we actually got out the needle and thread and then we cut oh, up fun. little strips that we stuffed them and we stuffed them. So they were puffy, you know, and we actually made these, we made like little, you know, cloth dinosaurs. And, but like I said, we, we, cut you know two pieces and sewed them together and stuffed them with pieces of the of the cloth so they were you know whatever and they thought that was the coolest thing ever took them oh, home and had, had a blast too. yeah but you know my sewing skills aren't the best but we had fun you right. know we sat there and yeah. sewed them all up and everything and they thought that was the neatest thing ever <laughs> they'll remember it forever yeah. too that's yeah. that's the thing Old but yeah Papa like... probably ain't the guy to do all that kind of stuff but it was fun for me <laughs> It is my my husband's actually gotten on the sewing machine and fixed yeah. fixed things and stuff. He's he's we don't he, actually own a sewing machine. I did all that by hand, but I would like to. I would actually like to get yeah. a sewing machine and learn how to to sew on a sewing machine. I think it'd be fun to to make some some neat stuff like that. So I have I have a decent sewing machine, but um, I don't have you know they can be thousands of dollars. But mm, oh, um, yeah. we actually got an older one at Goodwill. And it works really good. The things, I don't even know how old it is. It's very old. It's like metal. It's not plastic like the new ones. Don't have metal. pedals or anything. There is. No, not quite that old. <laughs> but this is like old. It's probably from the 50s or 60s. I mean, it's metal. But um, yeah. it works really well. So you never know what you can find. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to get my hands on one and learn how to use it, you know. Um, I've used one before, but I've never used one a lot. So I just I right. need to, yeah. to play around with one, get good at it. 
Yeah. And so the other thing I thought of in here, I don't know if this goes with the wax stuff, but I've made, um, it is, it's simple sewing, but I have made the wax cloth that a lot of people use now instead of um, cellophane or saran wrap. I made waxed cloth. And then I also made bags for reusable food bags. And what do you make the waxed cloth with? What do you put on them to? Fabric and beeswax. Beeswax. Okay. Yep. Yep. And I put a link in the show notes actually to a YouTube. It's really, really easy, but I love it because um, I don't, it's reusable. Yeah. I thought you being the tallow girl, I thought for sure you was going to say tallow. (laughs) I probably could use tallow. I just haven't. Probably. Yeah. Probably could. Yeah. I just haven't. I've accidentally waxed um, some of my kitchen towels cleaning up messes I've made, (laughs) but yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people are, are big on gifting, like quilts. Also, I know yeah. a lot of people make quilts for gifts. Uh, um, my and they uh, can be simple or really elaborate. My grandma used to make really, really elaborate ones. Yeah, now, my wife's mom my... did too. She made some really yeah. nice quilts. Yeah, my mom. I made both of my girls quilts when they were when they switched from baby beds to toddler beds, and mm-hmm. um, but they were super simple. You know, like yeah. squares or rectangles. There's nothing. You know. And you can tell sure. it was my first couple of quilts, <laughs> but they <laughs> well, still saved them. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would probably seeing, you know, what's any, I think the imperfections will, will be what will make it special, you know, yep. for them yep. forever. Yeah, for sure. Plants. You got plants on here. Gifting plants. I do because my mom, I, I think I did this for my mom. I did it for somebody, but I swear it was my mom. Um, fresh herbs so you Mm -hmm. just start plants and you put them either in terracotta and they can keep them in their kitchen and their windowsill or um you could do the crack key method if you wanted to do that which is basically um not aquaponics hydroponics hydroponics yeah yeah and um yeah just giving them away this gift of already growing herbs for their winter you know to cook with or whatever similar to the wreath except for this is living (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most people, yeah, some of the people I know, would be like, "Oh man, I'm going to kill that." Right, I know, I know. Yeah, it <laughs> but, just depends on the person. But, but you it, it depends away. on the person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Or cuttings. Um, you know, I always like cuttings of plants, but I'm we do. Of... But that's more like our next topic, which is gifts a homesteader might like to get. True, because not all the them. people like to get things like that. But a right. homesteader more than likely you'd like to have plant for sure a plant they don't have i would love to have a plant i don't have that i could add on to my uh homestead yeah. uh, uh i had uh jordy buck on a few weeks ago and you know I, i've mentioned to you that you because you grow the um, egyptian walking onions mm-hmm. and i don't have any so he sent me some and yeah and i put them i actually got some in a pot he said i could go ahead and plant them outside but i put some in a pot a big large container in my greenhouse and and they're growing in there and they're up i think they're six inches tall already they're doing really good they grew f- super fast That's so nice. i definitely got some outside in a bed too um but I just wanted to be sure that they would make it. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I've done I mean, that too. Yeah. That was a great gift. I love getting gifts like that, you know? So, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, we love plants. <laughs> Anything plants. We, you can give me cuttings. You can send me seeds. Yes. I'll take it all. Seeds was one of the first things I, I put on that list. Uh, homesteaders love getting seeds. My right. kids, uh, one of my kids a couple of years ago got me a, a whole pack. I was like a, uh, I think it was called like a homesteaders uh pack seed pack or something like that it had like a hundred different kinds of seeds in it oh wow and it it was just like a couple packs of this couple packs of that of all these different things 
I loved it. It was probably right. one of the best gifts I got that year. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, a homesteader would love, you know, loves getting things like that. So uh, I put that on the list for sure. Clothing is something that mm-hmm. I think any homesteader would appreciate. We are, you know, clothes are expensive. So if you can get some clothes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you put on there like some bibs. Yeah, I'm thinking. I love right, my work bibs. Yeah. I like bibs, too. I like them in the winter. I like the good insulated ones, too. Like the oh, yeah, yep, Those are nice. <laughs> boots. I mean, work boots, uh, muck boots. Muck boots are a great gift for somebody who's a homesteader because um, we go through those pretty quick. You can wear those out uh, on a homestead. Um, so you added a couple things here. I uh, said a work apron. Work apron. When it's not too hot. It's sometimes in the summer, it's just too hot to wear it. But I do like a work apron just because. Yeah. I get tired of talking about the kinds with the pockets you can put things in. Yeah. And, I get yeah. tired of like, Oh, where's my, where's my pruners? Where's my, you know, it's just, and it's then all right they're good there. for gathering yeah. eggs and then forgetting the eggs are yep. in there and then yep. smashing them up against stuff. And yeah, they're great for that. Yeah. Smoosh them. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, safety clothing. I think yeah. last year I got my husband, um, chainsaw chaps. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You guys got a lot of chainsawing to do out there on that new property. So that's come in handy. Yep. Yeah, yeah for sure. and and it made me feel a little better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had those on. Yeah, that's a good that's a good suggestion. Now we both are just like we've pointed out many times. We're avid readers. We love to read. We love books. I love the smell of them, the feel of them. I love to sit down and re- look at them. Even if I don't open them, I just like to hold one in my hands. I just love books. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so can't go wrong. Getting a, most homesteaders love to have books. I mean, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, for entertainment or for just good resources to have on hand, books are worth having on your homestead. So you really can't go wrong getting most homesteaders books they don't have. And now I added, I don't know if you've seen it or not in the show notes down below, a whole bunch of books. I put I saw permaculture I books, <laughs> homesteading books, gardening books. You added some in there too. Great. So we got lots and lots of book suggestions. We're not going to go through that whole list. Go to the show notes. Look at the list, see if there's anything on there you know the homesteader uh, that you're buying for doesn't have, and right. there's a list of stuff there. So uh, those are the, a lot of the books that we suggest and, and enjoy. So um, those are mostly um, what I would consider resource books, educational books. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I'd be along those lines. But, yeah, some great stuff in there. Those are some of my favorite homesteading, gardening, permaculture books for sure uh tools i kind of feel the same way about we could go through a exhaustive list of tools hand tools power tools i've written a couple blog posts on hand tools that i like i've written i actually did a podcast once on on um uh, power tools that i think are great to have on a homestead so uh there's a blog post goes with those two i put those links in the show notes again we could go on for hours going through lists of hand tools and power tools but, you know, uh, things every, sometimes people get so well, I wouldn't want a, somebody buying me tools for for Christmas, you know, uh, hand tools or whatever. But I think most homesteaders have a different mentality about things like that. Right. Um, kitchen tools, even, you know, it's like a matter of fact, I don't know if you've seen it, Rachel, but in the homestead front porch this week, somebody had some, some had said something to somebody about buying somebody a pressure canner for Christmas. Right. And somebody came back like almost angry and said, boy, if they bought me a pressure canner for Christmas, I'd be upset. You know, well, I don't think that's the attitude of most most homesteaders no. would I love mean, to get something like that that they don't have. You know, 
Exactly. Yeah, I, I think, was kind of surprised by yeah, that to see somebody come back with that reaction. I've actually asked for stuff. Yeah, I do. So, I mean, I mean, I'd love, you know, go get me an Excalibur dehydrator. I don't, you know, yeah, that's great. Wants I want to buy me an All-American, send yeah, it my way. Exactly. I mean, things that I don't have that I can use on my homestead, especially if they're expensive. If, like, my wife wants to get me something, you know, uh, we wouldn't ask, like, anybody else to get me something expensive. But right. my wife wanted to buy me something expensive. Get me something like that that I don't have, you know, something that even costs exactly. 100 or 200 bucks because I don't like spending that kind of money on myself sometimes. So mm-hmm. I would love right. for somebody to spend that kind of money on me, you know? So um, no, I don't think that would upset most homesteaders at all to get them tools or kitchen equipment, things like that, no. T- tools for cooking, tools for food preserving. I think they enjoy right. things like that. Um, yeah. Tools for skill development. I mentioned earlier these kits you can get for soap making, for yeah. leather working, for candle making. That's building skills. Get you those kits and learn how to do those things. There's all kinds of ki- beginner kits for things. You don't need to do that, but it is an easy way to do it. And once you develop, I watched my daughter develop a love for candle making and soap making. And then she went beyond those kits. Of course, she started buying other tools and other right, things yeah. and went bigger. But those kits are a great way to get started in simple skill development. And um, so those make great gifts for homesteaders. If you know the homesteader in your life wants to get into soap making, get them a Get them one of them starter kits. And uh, it's a real easy introduction into those things, you know. It so. is. It's like, and that kind of moves into um, classes. Yeah. You know? We have that on our list. So if you have a beginning yeah. aspiring canner and you buy them the canner because they asked for it, but they're not mm-hmm. quite sure what they, how to do it. You can buy gift certificates or buy them classes. Um, yeah. Even, even online classes or courses or whatever, yeah, if you want to do yeah. that. But if you could even get something like an, ex- make it into an experience, actually going to a class yeah, is if fun. Cause exactly. I think experiences are good. It's, a, it's like an event um, mm-hmm. going to a homesteading conference or going to a, um, uh, something like that, you know, just going to an event right, somewhere yeah. where there's something going on that's kind of neat. That that's that's a great gift, I think. I mean, most homesteaders would love something right. like that. Yeah, I mean, I um, want to go to the foragers. Um, you know, the foragers I interviewed. I want to go to one of their classes, and then there's there's canning classes, there's knitting well, classes, there's sewing classes. I mean, there's just the sky's the limit. That's funny because those the, those foragers the, that you interviewed, they even talked about she actually got him that as a gift. That yes. class to uh, for a foraging certificate or whatever I don't remember what it was exactly, yeah. but it was actually a gift that she had bought him that that they did together. Classes are gateway drugs to better homesteading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and I think they're great gifts for homesteaders. Destinations. Yeah. Uh, this sounds silly, but I mean, you might want to go visit uh, a you know a farm or something, right. or go visit uh-huh. like I don't know. You know who Layman's are? They're a big hardware store, like a they're yes. like an Amish yes. supply store. Uh, yep. That's how they got started, anyway. A lot of people will take trips to their store and go and visit and spend a day there just hanging out exactly. and seeing what they yeah. and and you know what that's a that's a destination thing it could be fun I'm not saying take them to that as a destination but something like that you know um right. I think homesteaders love stuff like that go to well, Joel Salatin's farm people would exactly. love to go visit that for a day you know and that is an event I mean that's just not like go see a farm he turns it into an event well, part of my Christmas present was it last year? No, it was the year before. Was going. I've always wanted to go to see Thomas Jefferson's gardens. Yeah, you did. And that, my yeah. husband took me to Monticello, and we stayed in Virginia off grid in an 1800s cabin. It was amazing. Yeah, that that's you know, that's so cool, and that's something that's really probably better than any physical gift you're going to oh, get handed yeah. to. I will you're always open up. remember it. Yeah, exactly. So those kind of things are really special for homesteaders. So yeah, I mean, you can get 
things or you can, you know, even things you make. I mean, we were talking about those can be things for homesteaders mm-hmm. as well. Um, but uh, when you're buying specifically for a homesteader, you know, there's we're a different breed of people. <laughs> we like we like different things, you know, and you're not going to offend most of us by getting a kitchen appliance or uh, buying us a class to something to learn how to do something. We'd be right. excited about that. So I think that's a lot of fun. And I think it's worth the uh, I think these are just some things to consider when you're buying gifts yeah. or, or giving gifts to people. Yeah. And so. we're going to have like, I mean, I'm looking at the links here. I mean, this is like uh, this is a pretty long, extensive list. And yeah. I still have a few more things to add to it. And um, yeah, we could probably so we people, could have thought of a bunch of stuff, too. There's a lot yeah, of things we could have probably thought of and put in here as well. Yeah. Yeah. So people can go to here and, and just look at um, some of these links. Some of them are, you know, not necessarily things to buy, but um, how to do some things, how, how to, to make things like yeah. the large soap recipe that I use is super simple. It was in a mm-hmm. mother Earth news magazine. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I've used that same soap recipe for years and years and years. So, um, and, yep. and I, you know, I've, I've adapted it to certain things, but yeah. So folks definitely need to go check out the show notes this week. It's a, there's a lot of stuff in here, you know, and this is the time to get on it. We're releasing this, uh, you know, three weeks yeah. before Christmas. So it's going to be, uh, you know, you have plenty of time to make something or put something together, or even buy some of these things. Uh, so I thought it was a good timing to do an episode like this. You know, we, we wanted to get this out there and get people thinking, you know, you don't have to go, you know, put a bunch of, of expensive gifts on your credit card to keep everybody happy. You could make some simple things. And, and uh, I think it's, it's better to do that, honestly, but yeah, we could have a, you can have a homespun homestead Christmas, kind of like a, Laura sure. Ingalls Wilder did, you know, and for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. But now if any of, if my wife or my kids do happen to be listening to this, you can feel free to buy me something as well. That's fine. Anything on this <laughs> list is fine. <laughs> I'll take a mushroom plant class. please. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, there you have it folks. I think this is pretty, uh, pretty good list of things. And like I said, it gets the, uh, gets the brain kind of thinking about these things and uh, don't think too long. You ain't got that much time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's happening fast. Yeah. It's and, happening I mean, fast. And, and, you know, all these places you're not sure what to decide. There's always the whole gift certificate thing. I know a lot of those seed companies actually off gift certificate. Yeah, they do. Offer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they sure do. Yeah. And there's a lot of classes that do things like that. A lot of courses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, take advantage of those kind of things. And I think those things mean a lot to people. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But uh, yeah, there you have it. I, it's actually got me thinking about a couple of things now. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, oh man, I haven't even. You put some things in this list, and I'm going, ooh, yeah, I think that might work. I got some of that sitting around. I might just have to hand some of those things out as gifts. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. I think it's gotten me thinking as well. So, I liked, I really like the uh, herbal wreath thing. I, I, that one stuck to me. I I don't know. I never thought of that. And I'm really, really thinking. I've got grapevines back here that need cut. I could make me, I could, yeah, I could whip some of those together real easy and fast. That gift means so much to people, I think especially if they like to cook mm-hmm. and um, plus it would just give a nice smell to the kitchen or oh, whatever. Yeah. You'd have those herbs yeah. hanging there. And yeah. It's pretty and yeah. it's frugal, mm-hmm. you know, so, very yeah. nice. I would want to make those. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to put, you know, a ton of stuff on it, maybe four right. or five, probably things on it, but yeah, that could be. And like you said, hang, hang some garlic bulbs on them or something, or uh, some, uh, some cloves on there or something like that. Yeah. Like know. the whole, if you kept any of them whole, I don't know. I've just seen them look really, I've seen them. People do all sorts of. Yeah. I might have really to go pretty. and look at some pictures of how people have, have made those. 
Um, now, the infamous Pinterest, you can get sucked in, but you'll find lots and lots of ideas. Yeah, there. I'm going to go look up some ideas on that, see if, what some of them look like and come up with some ideas. I think that might, as, rather than do the woodwork thing this year, I might just go that way because that sounds like that would be a lot of fun and, and pretty useful as well. Yeah. 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 So anything else you want to add today? I think that's about it. All right. Yeah. Well, folks, yeah. uh, have a great week and uh, happy homesteading and God bless. And grow where you're planted. Looking around, I find the sea. I think I need a change. The rat race, I want to flee. My world, I'll rearrange. I'm getting back to the roots of how it's meant to be. Growing gardens, picking fruit, raising livestock, living free. Grandma did sitting on her front porch, hunting and fishing like a kid. Once you've done all of your chores, it's a Today